Welcome to You Should Get a License, the number one source for anyone looking to learn about or join the most underrated opportunity in business today, a career in the insurance industry. Get educated, motivated, and inspired for your journey as you learn both how and why you should get a license. Welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is Rod Powell and you're listening to the number one source for the, 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 the information, education, inspiration on, on the most underrated career opportunity in business today. That's a career in the insurance industry. It's you should get a license podcast edition. Very excited for who we're speaking with today on the platform. We're talking to a boss, ladies and gentlemen, a true boss in this business. Um, we met not too long ago down in Atlanta at a phenomenal event called Black Friday that was uh, organized by uh, Ngazi and Aji and Aqua Insurance Consulting and Society of Black Agents. And uh, we had a conversation that was so brief but so powerful. And uh, she is a, a native of Texas, but now based in the Atlanta area, owns multiple agencies, multiple businesses, and uh, is really going to be able to share so much insight. And I'm excited to hear her story. I want to welcome to the You Should Get a License podcast. Miss Kiana Stewart. Kiana, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. So, um, you know, on this platform, we really talk about, you know, why someone should explore, you know, the insurance industry, financial services industry as a career path, right? And one of the things that, you know, we talked about, and we, we talked about a little bit in Atlanta, we even talked about a little bit before we started recording here is the fact that, you know, it can be, be a vehicle for other things that, that you want to accomplish and want to expand and spread into. And I really want to get into to a lot of that with you too, because I think it's so exciting. One of the places that I want to start, right? Because you know, we, we're looking at you running your business in the insurance space and what you've used to, to leverage that. What, what market segment do you operate in? So when you're talking about the, your insurance business, what, what market segment do you focus on? Where, where do you specialize at right now? So when I'm talking about the insurance agency, we are licensed in the state of Georgia. Um, I also have clients for life insurance as they move and they call me back and then I have to then get licensed in those states. Um, not a hard thing to do, but in terms of my main market, it is in Georgia. So I'm licensed for the state of Georgia. Um, and depending on where I know rates are good or segments are good, we will market to the entire state. Um, and we primarily do property and casualty. Um, life is also a big component, as I mentioned earlier. So that's going to be focused around home, auto, and life insurance. Um, as the just society itself begins to change, you know, even today, as I was looking at a report, you know, I'm thinking about um, potentially going deeper into business insurance. We do business insurance, um, but finding a segment and running well with that segment. But my primary business for insurance is the state of Georgia related around home and auto and also life insurance. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. And when you're talking about the business insurance, because I know like in the, in the property casualty, so you're, you're in the life side, you're in the property and casualty in the property and casualty side. I know you can have a kind of an emphasis on, on the personal lines, more of the residential mm -hmm. homes, the, the personal autos is when you say the business insurance, are you referring to dealing more with the businesses on their commercial insurance, insuring their business, the liability, workers' comp, all those kinds of things? 
Yes. So as a agency owner, you know, my license is you can have your personalized license, right? And you can have your full property and casualty license. So when you have your full property and casualty, it allows you to do business insurance. So I have my full property and casualty. I have my life insurance. I'm series 63, series six and 63 license. So, you know, as we get more into our conversation today, you know, that's kind of like what we're going to be talking about, about the business of insurance. So for me, when I'm talking about, um, Yes, I will be helping other businesses um, ensure their business, whether it's the liability part, whether it's a key man policy time back in the life insurance part of it. Um, so there's different segments that you can go to, but I am licensed and I will say up until this year, I've only hired property and casualty licensed agents up until this year. Um, so they are also licensed to do business policies as well. The pandemic has kind of changed in terms of, you know, some people, if you're in the state of Florida, you have to have a full property and casualty license because you can't work at home being unsupervised. Um, so, you know, they have a difference between the 220 and the 440, but in Georgia, we don't have that. And so in Georgia, one of the things that we've done to um, bring on more people this year is to accept personal lines license. But me as an agent, in terms of how I build my agency, um, it's been around hiring fully fully vetted property and casualty agents that can do both personal lines and business insurance. And so if you have a personal lines license, that, yes. Fully yes. licensed, hey, you, you, you're all the way in. Exactly. Uh, now you, you have, a, you have a, a lot of designation, a lot of certifications, your MBA, your, your securities license, property casualty, life. Where did you start? Um, well, I mean, you know, obviously it started my MBA after I graduated from undergrad and, you know, kind of worked two years. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to go and get my MBA. Um, so in terms of the other licenses that I have though, so I'm a captive agent and the agency or the company that I represent at the time when I came in, we were required to get all three of those. Mm, gotcha. So I had to have, obviously as an agency owner, I had to have my full property and casualty. I had to have my life license. And then they gave you two years to get your security six and 63 and also your variables license for the state of Georgia. So um, now they don't require your six and 63, nor do they require your variables. But if you have customers that are looking at that, then you can't service them. Right. Um, so if I were to, I bought a couple of agencies, but if I was to buy an agency and I didn't have my series six or 63, or if I didn't have my variables, then they would send that business to another agent who had that license. And chances are that customer probably has home and auto as well. And so then you've effectively moved an entire household somewhere else. Right. right. So right. Uh, my agents in the office are not required to be series 63 and have their variables. When it comes to something like that, then that customer is definitely going to, going to speak to me. I'm going to talk to you, get that expertise. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So, you know, lots, you know, lots of, of, of different nuggets, you know, already in the conversation and things that, that folks can go and research and look at with the series 63. I want to, I want to go way back, right? Cause I like to start the conversations from the beginning and, and just kind of take the journey up into your career. Take me back to nine years old, 10 years old, right? Young Kiana Stewart growing up in Texas. What, 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 were, you, what were you dreaming of when you were, when you were nine, 10 years old about being, when you, when you became an adult? What were you thinking about at that time? 
you want to know, it's kind of funny. I think even, you know, younger, um, I thought of two things that are probably still the only two things that I thought of. Uh, my mother had me in these various programs and one of them were like exchange students. And so I like that because I got to travel, right? So went to Italy as an exchange student. Um, so I just, and my mother, she would get in a car and got gas and would travel. So, you know, I just had no fear of get, going places. So I would say it was two things, just young, younger, it was about continuing to travel. And as I got older and started to think about my career, um, I remember I was in high school and it was time to decide where I was going to go for school. And I really didn't want to go to college. I wanted to move to Atlanta and get involved in real estate. But against my better judgment, not against my better judgment, probably against, um, but I did decide to go to college. I went to the University of Texas at Austin. And now, like when I talk to people or people will ask me, because in today's society, you can learn so much online, you know, you got YouTube University. Yes. I don't think, I know that I would not be where I am had I not gone to school, had I not gotten my MBA, because, you know, when I decided to leave corporate, I, I knew that I wanted to own a business that would allow me the freedom to continue to explore what I wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I've always been one of those things to where, you know, if I look at something, I'll try it. And if I think it's something I can master and, you know, make a process behind it, you know, I'll go 10X in it, right? Um, and so insurance has, a, having, have, being an insurance agency owner has allowed me to do that. But I'll say originally, when I go back to your question, when you talked about young Kiana, they didn't call me Kiana then, but when you talk about me being much younger, you know, I wanted to do real estate. And, you know, my, my, my education, my career took me in a different path. But, you know, I'm at the point now to where, like, I, um, my agency has allowed me to buy real estate. And, you know, there's a property that came on the market the other day to where the reason why I'm interested in this property is because it sits on an acre of land. I can subdivide the land and, you know, sell off one side of the house and then build a house on the other side. Because in terms of having my freedom to explore what I want to do this year, I've explored um, with a general contract in terms of building houses. Mm -hmm. And so two have two are up and up and sold. And another one is going to start in about two weeks. So this is allowing me to kind of explore that but kind of come back full circle i think when i thought about real estate when i was 18 it was more so of being a real estate agent right, right. and there's nothing wrong with that but as i've matured in my agency as i've matured and how i look at things and how i want to 10x certain things i'm like okay even being in the insurance industry right there was a point of time where all of my business was just based on referrals and typically before they're going to close on the house two weeks before they're about to close, they'll come in and they'll get their insurance information. And not often, but sometimes not often, that's when they find out that what the loan officer has as what they're gonna pay for their insurance premium is not the same because <laughs> they may have had a fire three years ago. Right, they right, had right. a lot of things that's gonna change that. Um, I remember one time I said to myself, you know, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the total pole in this process. Because again, all of my business was based on referrals. So the real estate agent gets the client, the real estate agent works with the loan officer to close the deal, the loan officer refers the person to me. And yep. so truly I was at the bottom of the totem pole. And so, um, you know, I've found ways to kind of influence it, you know, having events for loan officers, having events for real estate agents, found ways to influence that. But at the same time, it reminded me that I wanted to be pretty much what that real estate agent was. But then as I thought about like my skill set and what I know I'm, I'm capable of and also 
probably where I excel in terms of defining a process that being a real estate agent will put me every day in the trenches. And so um, as I thought about what it means to be a developer or even a general contractor and build the house, that puts me back into being a process person. And when I set out to open up the agency, I wanted to eventually define and um, master that process because that was the only way that I was going to be able to put it on automatic to go out and explore other things like real estate. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned, you know, being process driven, um, obviously being, being a builder, you know, you're building infrastructure in, in several different areas. Um, let, let's talk about that, that, that process development. You talked about, you know, going through school and getting the MBA and that really kind of allowing you to learn those processes, but you also had career experiences that kind of furthered that as well. So before, let's talk, so starting from 18, first of all, did you go straight through to get your MBA or did you leave and come back? What, what was that journey like that led you, you know, from, from school, you know, up to opening up your, your first agency? Yeah, I can talk about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I think people like when, if you, if, if we didn't, if you didn't ask that question, you would probably think that it was smooth, right? And, you know, everybody's going to have a different story, but I was not a four-year student. I was a five-year student <laughs> at the University of Texas at Austin. <laughs> and it was one of those things. I was an econ major. I was like a 10 year and, and I changed it because I was like, I have been in school so long. What can I do to get out quickly? <laughs> okay. Econ came up. And then I started taking the econ class. And my statistics professor, his last name was Stuart. And he was like, we are getting you out of this class because I have to see you again, right? Um, and I will always remember that, not only because his last name was Stuart, but, you know, we talked about uh, Monte Carlo simulations. And I remember one time I had to do a few of those at work and I was like, Lord Jesus, I cannot believe that I'm really like pulling both of these together. But I was a five-year student. And then after that, I took two years off. I knew though, I did know that since I decided on econ, that in order for me to get back into the business world, because when I was at the University of Texas at Austin, econ was in liberal arts. Okay. Okay. And the I was originally a finance major, and that was in the business school. And so, in terms of all of the companies that were coming, in order for me to get back on track, I had to go get my MBA, which would put me back into the business school. So I took two years off, and I remember um, I was working for a loan company in Texas. We were a second mortgage loan company. This was in the back of the day where you can do one hundred and twenty-five percent loan to value. So I am dating myself back then, and um, you know, so we were we were. We were awesome because you could write everywhere. Obviously, we were a call center. You can write everywhere. I kind of got in on the ground floor with this company. Really? And then I just started to see my money go up and up and up and up. And I'm in my early 20s. And then I started doing research on grad schools and what you can make. And, you know, all grad schools are going to say our, 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 our graduates average around 80000 That's what it was back then. And I was like, well, I'm already making that. Why do I go to grad school if that's what I'm going to make? But... I stayed true to my goal. I went to graduate school and I moved to Atlanta and I came to Clark Atlanta University. And um, I still had in my mind when I applied in the schools that I applied to what they said you can make coming out. So I was definitely going to get that coming out, right? I just, I just was not going to change that. The caveat is I had to go to Michigan to get it. And I'm from Texas. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta. That's a and difference. I was like, I don't know about that. Not only is it northern, it's cold, but at the same time, uh, um, I got the role that I wanted and I said that I would, you know, just challenge myself and do something different. 
And so um, I was in Michigan probably for about five years. It was a very, very small town, um, but it was with an international company. I got an international assignment and I'm glad we're having this conversations because after a while I had moved to Chicago, but I still had my place in Michigan and it's like a two hour drive. So not that far. So it was very easy for me to go there on the weekends and come back on Mondays, but I kind of got tired of doing that. So I eventually left, but I left the company in Michigan because all you needed was five years to be vested. Ah. So once I got vested, then I decided to leave. Okay. So I'm in Chicago, where, where were you in Chicago? Where do you live in Chicago? So in Chicago, I was at um, uh, Damon and uh, what is that? Damon is this way. And what's that? I'm two blocks from the United Center. Okay. Okay. All right. So you were in the, uh, in the West side of the city, but, yeah. but like the North, but not, but like the good West side of the city, like the, I like to say west of the West End, but not right. the west side. Right. <laughs> two west sides of Chicago. So. Exactly. So you got West End and you got the West Side. So I'm like right in the middle, west of the West End, but right. not the West Side. Um, but you know, I mean, Chicago is block by block, so it really doesn't matter. Right. Um, it really doesn't matter. So I, just, um, I lived. I lived at 53rd and Woodlawn. Do you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right before you go up to get on the highway, then I would have to stay on. The, um, we needed the pass or whatever, not the official highway, but you know, the, the bypass, the cutoff. Just to get out. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, okay, but you were going, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. So you, you were you were in Chicago, you were going back and forth to Michigan, five years, you're vested, boom. I'm out. And then I take yeah. a job in Chicago. Um, and I felt like I was in Chicago for like seven years because I ended up, you know, buying there. So I felt like I was in Chicago for seven years. And um you know, I'd stayed at this one company for a while. I got laid off. Um, that was a fun time for me. And I say that because I didn't have any children. So when I first got laid off, I had a neighbor who had been laid off. And, you know, it was party central for him. And we lived like blocks down the street. And so he was like, well, you laid off. You're going to hang out with my crew. And I was probably hanging out for a year before they were like, you need to recertify. And I was like, well, they was like, so you need to show us that you're looking for a job. And I was like, okay. So I applied for this company and I got the offer with that company. And I went back into, it was, I was trying to lay it out for, like I said, for about a year. So I went back into that company um, and started working. And in turn, that was the company where I got the, the um, I was on this project and marketing showed up, legal showed up. We were opening new stores, finance. I was a finance person, finance showed up. But we didn't have a project manager. So I went back to my boss and I was just like, um, you know, we got these stores we're supposed to open, but we don't have a project manager. So like, you know, what are we going to do? And he was like, I'll sign you up to be the project manager. And I'm like, I'm not a project manager. Like, I'll, you know, I'm finance. We're going to keep count of the money. We're going to do the ROI, but I'm not a project manager. And he was like, well, you are now because we deal in processes and all you have to do is to make sure this process goes right, right? So at that point, um, I actually did it for the company before, and somehow, when I went to the second company, they found out that I did it for the company before, so I got on the same project at this company. Um, but it was kind of during that time when I was starting to put together the project or the what do you call it, the deck page, and I said to myself, "I've done this. Like pretty much, you're making money for other companies, and these are billion dollar, you know, Fortune 500 companies. So I didn't expect to make a billion, but I knew that I knew how to run a project, and the project was opening up a store, right?" You know, so in terms of the different experiences that I had, you know, I've been in positions where I could fail and I could fail miserably, right? 
you know, I mean, at the same time, I close stores and there's a process in terms of how do you determine you're going to close stores and the impact it's going to have because, you know, you can close a store, but now you got to get rid of the real estate, right? And, you know, so you got to partner with Treasure to see, do we have enough cash on hand or do you sell that and help them meet that goal? But just with the different experiences that I had had, I was, I was betting on myself. And it was time for me to leave just because, you know, my father had passed and I had so much going on emotionally um, that, you know, I took a trip that I walked into the office one day and said, yeah, I'm going to take a trip. Um, and then when I came back, I was like, yeah, and I'm going to put in my two weeks. Um, my father wasn't getting any better. So I left. My father passed. I came back and I just kind of decided that. I had already been doing research on how to open up an agency and which company I was going to go with. I was looking at several companies and I just decided to, you know, go ahead and decided on the captain that I'm with and I moved forward. And I knew then that I wanted to focus on the business of insurance because I came into the business in an emotional state. Um, and but I also knew what my goal was, just like I had a goal to I was going to go ahead and ride it out five years, get vested and leave. I had a goal when I went to graduate school. I knew what my I wanted my starting salary to be. Um, so I didn't want to give that up. And um, when I came in, you know, it was slow for a little while, but it took me about three years to decide to get back in touch with my original goal was in terms of opening up the agency. Um, and I just said to myself, at this rate, you are not going to make it. Um, and by then, you know, I had also realized that it didn't matter how long my father had been passed. I always said it was last year. I always said it was last year. And so by now we're, we're five years in, three or five years in. And I was like, wait a minute, you got to stop saying it was last year because it really wasn't. And I had to deal with that. And at the same time, you know, I had opened up this business and I put it into a process, but I wasn't. I wasn't growing the process. I hadn't thought about 10 X in it. And I was able to kind of be in that state and still be in that mind state because I had other people, you know, I had employees and they were showing up and doing what they were supposed to do. Um, so, you know, I looked and I said myself, I was like, okay, you've got to, you've got a 10 X, you've got to give it your all and see if you can do what you set out to do. Um, and I will say again, that was like three years in, I struggled the first two years, um, and I say struggle, but it was one of those things that I got to a point where I told another agency, I said, I'm not afraid of pain anymore as long as it's growing pain. That's because it. that's a different type of pain. Mm. That's a different type of pain. That's a different type. That's right. And then, you know, I got there um, and I was able to fully live into what my dream was or, you know, my, my, my goal at the time, which was to open up a quote unquote franchise to put it on automatic so I can go explore more of what I wanted to do. And that's how I got back into, you know, looking at looking into real estate again. Let me let me ask you this question because, you know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity, you know, in this industry. And um, you know, sometimes when 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 there's a new person and they're looking to find the right fit, it can be difficult. It can be a challenge to say, you know, where am I going to have the synergy? What's going to be the right culture for me? You know, what's going to match my temperament? What was your process of determining what company? One, how did you how did you decide on the the insurance industry as the industry to open that business in? Two, what was your process of of determining what company you would align yourself with? 
So I was still in Chicago and uh, my current insurance agent wanted me to get into the business. They had been there for 30 years and was kind of telling me about their company, their process. And at the time I was kind of like, oh, that sales, I'm not a salesperson, you know, I'm a bean counter. That just didn't seem to work with my personality. But he kept at it, you know, kept telling me about, look, I'm going to be retired, was actually kind of saying, hey, you know, there's a lot of people like me who are leaving the industry. This is right. a good time for you to get into the industry. And so then, um, I don't know how, but I got put on another major company's list and they started sending me emails and soliciting as well. And so then I was like, oh, this is too much. You know, like, you're, I don't know where you got my information from. You keep coming at me. I mean, but I started to kind of listen because in terms of what I was looking for, he had done with his captive agency, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I remember I had joined Facebook. This was 2008. I joined Facebook. And, you know, Facebook says, let connect your email so we can find all of your friends. And so I did that. One of my friends was an uh, insurance agency owner. And so going, I was like, hey, what you doing? Can you tell me the real deal? How does this look? Like, how does this work for you? Because we work together in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So we had worked together in Michigan. I knew this person. And so um, we got on the phone. It's like, I think at that moment, they had been there for like three years. And so they were old enough to kind of tell me, you know, what they wish they would have known when they first came in and they could still kind of remember that. And so I kind of did some more research and I decided on the company that I'm with because at the time I had this number one company, the, the guy, my current insurance agent in Chicago, who was pushing me to go with their company. But the other company, when you bought your business, um, if for whatever reason, the relationship did not work out, there was a pre-signed contract in terms of what they were going to give me to say goodbye. In order for me to walk away, there's a pre-agreed amount that we would walk away on. With the other, just with one company, I just was just like, you know, I just felt like they were, it's like, how did you get my information? But of course I was looking. So I did do some research, but they were not as large as the other two. So I started to focus on one because branding became important for me. Branding became important for me. And I ultimately decided on the company that I'm with because the other company, while it was what still is and is a great company, um, when you walked away, you didn't really walk away with anything. Mm -hmm. So for me, and there, there may be some additional caveats that I don't know because I didn't choose that road, but it was very clear for me that with the other company, like if I wanted to leave today, there's a business for me to sell. With the other company, there's not a business for you to sell. Mm -hmm. So that's how I decided to do the captive that I'm with. That was important to me. These are, these are things to think about, yes. 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 So, so you decided to, to go with this, this company um, you talked about the first three years, right? And how, you know, there were some challenges, there were some struggles. One, you know, you, you, you stuck it out. And I remember hearing, um, I remember hearing when I first, when I first got licensed that your first three years was going to be the hardest always. And, and, and then I also have heard, you know, Hey, we're underpaid for the first five years and overpaid for the rest of our lives. Right. And, and this is something that, you know, you can see, you know, manifested in this business. T tell me a little bit about, about those first few years. Like what, what were some of the, the difficulties that you had and, and what kept you motivated to, to keep moving forward beyond that? So the first thing for me was leaving corporate and I gave myself, I, my salary was cut by 60%. Mm. So that was, <laughs> say that again. 
That's one. That's one challenge. But that was the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, I remember literally I woke up and I was just like, I don't know how I'm paying my bills, right? Because I still had my condo in Chicago. Uh, renters were not doing what they were supposed to do. I was getting more fines because, you know, from the HOA than anything else. And, and I just had so much going on. I decided not to renew the lease. So now I had to pay it. Um, you know, I prayed about it, obviously, before I made that decision, because I was just like, okay, obviously, you know, I need help going through this too. But that was a big thing. But also at the time when I decided that I was going to give it all. Um, now, again, I'm talking about the business of running an agency. Yes. So I was paying myself a certain salary, but my business was fine. So there was money in my business account. Right. But I was still paying myself a certain salary because there's a PL, right? Like, yeah, I own the business. And, and if I wanted to be a sloppy business owner, I can just go take the money, right? And let my accountant figure it out. But I, I had a goal and I knew how much money I needed every at the end of every year, or at the end of every month or quarter or whatever, in order for us to survive. And I, I, my first thing was to save enough for salaries. You know, so I couldn't just go and take that money. So when I say the first thing was me giving my, taking a 60% pay cut, but my business was doing better than I was personally, if you looked on, right. if you looked on paper, if you just compare business accounts, right? So I would say that was the first thing. And I think the second thing was just realizing that for me and in the industry and being in, whether you're in Georgia, Texas, Florida, you know, it's kind of like I am from Texas. So I'll say, you got to go home and you got to go big right? So think about a business owner who owns a restaurant. Your restaurant can be really popular and nowadays social media can help you drive people in. Uh, social media for insurance was just getting started back in 2012. But, you know, I'm licensed for the state of Georgia. I can market to my five mile radius of city that I live in, or I can market to the state, right? Mm -hmm. And then I also look at it from a perspective of, you know, I have agents there eight hours a day, so how many times on the phone are they going to be there doing the quote? And so that money that I had in the business account, I know exactly how much it was. And I said, you know, one thing in terms of me betting on myself, you know, I believe that I could figure it out. Yeah. You know, I used to say, I might, you know, F word it up, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> so you got both sides of that. And the other way of looking at that is opportunities and challenges are built together. So I had this business, I had already invested in it, and but I was in my challenge moment, right? And so I needed to take that, I took that money and I said, and at the same time too, at the, and even at that time, I love my team members. I still have probably all except for one today. And it was one of those things where they didn't want to telemarket. I had a good group of agents and I just said, I would make the phone ring. Like they're not going to dial out, but they'll pick up the phone and they know how to quote and they know how to overcome objections and all of that other stuff. So I just, every month, I just took that money and I kept investing into marketing, right? And then um, I had to manage my P&L even more because I was spending more than what I had forecasted for myself on that. But we were making, we were doing great. We were, we were doing better than expected after a while. So much so that my God sent agent who was the first agent that I hired into my agency. And when I say she was a God sent, she was, because she had worked for the company for a long time. I still didn't know my phone number. We were both in training. She was telling me which way to go in training. And I was like, I'm so glad I saw you because I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all of this out together. But she called me one day and she said, you are bringing this agency to its knees. 
That's because the phone was ringing so much and we didn't have enough agents for the quotes. Wow. And so, but what she did know was that I was already negotiating to not only buy another agency, but to open up another one. Mm. So it was also in that moment that while I had this person who was very critical and crucial to me my first three years, I knew in terms of where I needed to go, where I wanted to go, because I was able to, to really look at the business and assess and uh, look at how we market, where we market and what I'm going to spend on that. And I start hiring and all of that. I knew that a quarter, that that may be too much for her. And shortly after she did leave, you know, but it was a, it was a gracious left. Like, you know, in terms of, I called some other agents, Hey, you know, she's looking for a spot. We opened up the second agency. No, I purchased another agency. Um, and then I opened up a second agency at the same time. And I don't know what made me do that, but looking back, I think I had just gotten to the groove of really learning what I needed to do to master, uh, maybe master is too strong of a word, but to, I really got into my groove to, to make my agency grow. And, you know, I, I was on skates, we were going, you know, we were going places. So I wasn't willing to, to let that go. And here we are today. Um, I think since then I purchased two agencies. Um, and, you know, next, next year sounds like a, another ripe opportunity for me to, for me to purchase another one. Um, I think that this business in terms of, you know, you can get in at different levels. And if you get in at the individual level where you are, you know, whether it's life insurance and you're selling life insurance, whether you're a producer in someone's agency or whether you get in at the agency ownership level, I think the first three years, you know, can be difficult, right? Um, I think the first three years are gonna provide you with some challenges, but there are also opportunities and it is there for those who wanna overcome though, overcome that. Um, I use several different quotes to kind of help me throughout, you know, like what you focus on expands. And so I just focused on getting good employees, showing, showing them how to do about the process and also marketing, right? Um, I, one of the ones that I use is one of the ones that I said here, opportunities and challenges are bundled together. Hey, I'm holding on to that one. I'm just like, <laughs> so, I mean, I would just say from the standpoint of, you know, you just mentioned like, you know, you, your first three years and the rest of your life were different. I think that this industry can provide a great opportunity and you know you don't necessarily have to get in on the individual level you can get in on the agency owner level um you're gonna have i remember one of my co-workers called and they was like oh my gosh you have your own business i want to be like you and i was like i still have challenges i have different challenges like i don't have to quote unquote report to a boss but i have employees now that you know they're reporting whatever their issues are they're reporting them to me and my job is to partly solve those issues um, so I just think that if you look at both the opportunity and know that like it may not always be rosy, but there is there is something on the other side of that. I think the statement that you made about the first three years and the rest of your life is um, is a good statement to apply to the industry. Awesome, awesome. So let's let's talk about you know the the rest of your life because you're, you're you're over that hump now, right? I mean you're in a place where you're expanding into into other areas you know you found you know the vehicle and insurance and now you're branching into real estate and you have your other business where you're actually helping to to kind of to consult and coach i know you didn't call it specifically coaching but consulting and, and helping to recruit and train and develop you know other agencies through agency pathways can, can you can we talk a little bit about that and kind of where you're expanding into so Agency Pathways is basically a company that I've uh, opened and it's pretty much a, uh, 
a combination of all of my experiences since I've been an agent for the last 10 years. So we do recruiting. We also do training as well. Um, and there's some other areas around insurance that we can definitely get into. Um, and so when you talk about insurance, or even when you talk about running a business, right, you have to recruit. And so um, I remember when I was going through my process of recruiting for the for my agency and opening up the second agency, at one point they came to me and said, oh, well, you have the highest turnover in the market now. And the market was probably only a combination of 30 agencies out of 300 at the time. And so I just looked at him and said, okay, because I knew what I wanted for my office. And the moment that I found out that we did not align, I just had to find someone just as well as, you know, and, and that doesn't, sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it's not. It was beautiful when my person, when I will to this day say that she was a godsend for me in terms of running my agency and getting, getting my agency started. It was beautiful in the sense that we left and we're still friends, right? So she was honest with me and what she needed and what she wanted to go through. And I was honest with her in the sense of, I'm on this path of where I wanna be. You know, we can help and we can work together to find you somewhere where you can continue to be happy. Um, and sometimes you have people who come in and in terms of the insurance still being a sales industry, and if that's not something they wanna do, then maybe it's not a good fit. But because I had to get so much experience in learning how to hire and learning how to train, that's where opportunity and challenge met itself up again later. I went through all the challenges in terms of having a high turnover in the market, in terms of having to hire. Because then people will always call me and say, well, where do you find these people? Or how do you find these people? Or do you have any people for me? Right? And I told somebody, I said, look, if you keep telling, if you keep sending them to me, I'm going to start charging you. Because, you know, it was a need that I had in my agency. And there would be some time where if I knew they would not fit in my agency, I'd say, hey, go and talk to this agent. Right. So part of that was my own doing, because if I brought them all the way through the interview process, I'd be like, hey, you may not be a good fit here, but I do know somebody else who's looking. And so agency pathways was something that I obviously lived because that was something that I was doing. I was recruiting and training in my agency. And then I thought about it one year. I didn't take action. And then the pandemic hit. And I still needed to do what I still needed to recruit and I still needed to train and being able to do that. Um, and I opened up remote locations, had an agent in Texas, an agent in Florida, an agent in North Carolina that we hired remotely. Um, we trained and, you know, one of them, she had been with the company, but in New York and in different places, but she had, she always tell me she's grateful because she's like, I've never written more business before until I got with you. Wow. Right. So I was like, at that moment, I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to do agency pathways. I think I'm ready to offer my recruiting services to other people. Um, if you think about the pandemic, people were still hiring, but we needed to learn how to do that remotely. Like every company, it didn't matter whether you were large, big or small. I mean, even if you were a food restaurant, you needed to learn how to go get on Grubhub and send your food out that way or have your own delivery method. But every anybody that had something and they had consumers or potential consumers needed to learn how to reach out to them differently. And companies needed to learn how to pivot. And recruiting and hiring remotely was one of those things. So after I did that for myself, and I think during the first quarter, I hired six people. But other people were talking about, I can't find anybody. And I was like, yep, it's time for agency pathways to be, to be born. And so we started out with recruiting. And then um, we've recently launched the training piece of it. And I was talking to an agent the other day. And so um, just following up, you know, we've 
placed two agents in their office and just saying, hey, we offer these classes now. And he said to me, you know, I think you've been able to catch lightning in a bottle because, you know, there are some other companies doing it. When I described it to this one agent when she is looking to open up an agency um, in North Carolina, and she was like, well, how are you going to help me? Because based on what you're describing, it sounds like it's in office. And I'm like, no, we still do it remote, but that's how much one-on-one -on -one attention. We have a trainer sitting there the entire time. We see what they see. We hear what they hear. We know what's going on. We're very like involved in, involved in it. So it's something that we've been able to deploy that as well remotely. Yeah, so, so basically if, if someone is, is getting started, you know, let's say you, you're hiring someone, they could come on with you, you know, while they're starting their career. And then at some point, if they, if they say, hey, look, you know, Kiana, I, I want to go out and do my own thing. You know, they can just hire agency pathways to help them grow their absolutely. own agency as well, right? Yeah, absolutely they can. I mean, um, I had an agent, she did not work in my office for long, but she, um, she I knew of an office she was working in. And um, before she opened up her, her office, she worked in my office a little bit. And I, you know, I think that's the greatest form of when you talk about different people talk about how they give back and in yeah. different ways. I've always known that mine would be in the sense of, you know, taking someone who is an employee and helping them open up their own agency, right? Um, or also helping them open up whatever else they, that they want to do, right? And so a lot of that is from the standpoint of, you know, they told me that my hardest thing to deal with when I open up would be employees. You got so many different personalities, right? And so while somebody may look and say, hey, you got the largest turnover in the market or the highest turnover in the market, I'm like, I am truly hiring for fit, right? right. So you see it one way, I see it another way. And the first time I see that we're not going to have a, a harmonious office setting, because it's not just about me, right? I mean, I have other employees who are who are uh, who've been there for some time and we're in an office setting and you have to get along with those people too. Mm -hmm. So there's been some situations where it, you know, it's, and at this point, it's never about me because I have an operations manager and uh, a sales manager. So, you know, they're making those decisions and they definitely know what fit and know what my expectations are. But if someone wanted to come in, if they wanted to be their own agency owner, I can walk them through that process. If someone wanted to come in and they're looking to get a license, I can walk them through that process. One of the things that we just opened up through Agency Pathways is hiring agents or hiring people with little to no experience and that are not licensed. Wow. We walk you through getting your license. We do that over less than two week time period. Now that you have a license. So uh, and as a matter of fact, two of the interviews that I did today, non-licensed candidates putting out two offers. We're going to walk them through getting their license. So now that they're licensed, now we're going to walk you through being able to quote, being able to overcome objections, all of that stuff to get you set up in your new career from an insurance perspective. Wow. Wow. Full foundation right there. Yes. That's amazing. No, I, I, that's just, it's, it's brilliant. It's really what, what it is. Um, how do you, how do you stay, like, what keeps you motivated now? What keeps you motivated to keep building in the way that you're building? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably still travel. No, just joking. Um, you know, it's funny because recently my motivation has changed. Um, and so there is a good feeling when you're able to take care of your family. 
I remember one time I called my sister and this was when I'm opening up the agency and I just asked her because she knows that like I will go out and I will experience different things and try and find where's a good fit for me as well. And so I asked her, I said, do you think I'm just a dreamer? And of course, she said what a sister would say. And she said no. Um, and the recently, my mother has a position of being the agency mother. And so, um, you know, that's her role. <laughs> that's her role in the agency. She does it virtually, right? And so, um, I don't know if you've watched the show, what is it called? Um, Billions, where they have Wendy and she's like the therapist on the show. So, um, you know, I had to find a role for my mother. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put you on payroll, but I still gotta find a role for my mother. I'm like, okay, you can be the agency mother. I'm gonna be there, that's right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but that's just a different perspective. Um, I can say three years in, maybe five years in, I, I wasn't able to necessarily see that. Um, and so from a standpoint of, you know, what my motivation is, um, you know, that's, that's definitely given me a different pleasing, you know, um, thing. It's, I think it's, it's a good feeling when you can, you know, when you can start to take care of your other family members from a perspective of uh, being able to, to, to help them. Um, so now my motivation has changed. And also, as I, you know, talk to people, whether it's at Black Friday or other events, what people are telling me is that it's important to see someone young like myself and someone who they know that it can be done. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just like a, the conversations I've had with agents today, had a conversation with the agent, I clearly remember where he is today and when I was in his shoes. So... I can talk to him about like, this is what I did. It doesn't mean that that has to be the path that you take, but this is what I did. Um, and I talked to another agent today who's, you know, she's like, I'm coming up on 20 years. I'm like, that's something to celebrate. We need to celebrate that. Like I will put the party together, but we need to celebrate that. Um, and again, you know, when you talk about insurance, uh, the business of insurance and agency ownership, I do think that it's a path, it's an area to where you can do that and you can do that at a very, you know, high level. And also, you know, it, it, will, it will allow you to, um, it can launch you into other things. So it's just a matter of, you know, which way you want to look at it. Yeah. Do you feel like <clears throat> everything you're saying is, is, is really, really insightful. I want to know, do you, and you have the quotes, I can tell that you spend a lot of time uh, developing yourself, right? You, you know, you can tell just from the way that you speak. Do you feel entering into, into the insurance industry, and I, I say, hey, do you feel like having a license, you know, has changed you as a person, but do you feel like entering this business, entering this industry has, has changed you as a person in any way, and, and if so, how? Yeah, I can say it's changed me as a person because obviously I've gone through a lot from a business owner perspective. Um, there are definitely moments where, you know, especially in the beginning, um, I didn't think I was going to make it. And primarily because I thought I was getting paid on one day. <laughs> the company was like, no, nah, you can pay it on another day. And I'm like, okay, the, the bills and the check not going to meet each other. Right, right, right. right. So, yeah, I thought I wasn't going to make it. And just from the standpoint of even with interviewing, right? Um, you know, you start to look at personalities and, and, and what different people can bring to the table and how they bring it to the table. And even recently, I've asked myself the question about like, who wins? Is it talent or is it personality? Mm. 
That's a very hard question. Mm -hmm. um, I've hired for personality before and that person didn't work out. I've hired for talent and that person didn't work out. And I just think from, even from the perspective of, I've been very fortunate and blessed to be where I am. And so I try and focus on more now from a standpoint of, you know, how can I, how can I help other people, right? And so I've had an agent, this is when I was relatively new too. So in the state of Georgia, if you do not pass an exam, you can't just go back next week and take the exam. You, they give you a waiting period. And that waiting period becomes longer and longer each time you cannot, you do oh, not wow. pass. Okay. So I had an agent was on her third, no, she's actually on her fourth try. After your fourth try, they just like, look, you should probably take a break. <laughs> you know, you should probably start the process over again, you know, whatever. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, this is gonna crush two of us. It's gonna crush their inside, their like their their how they feel about themselves, you know, maybe not even coming back to work. Cause I probably, knowing me, I probably had put a stipulation. Look, if you don't pass the exam, there's no longer a role here for you. Now we do it differently now. Now we do the exam on the front end. We, you know, coach rah, rah, rah you to get to that point. But you know, that was also to see that I can even put a process behind that. And, you know, people learn differently. When I got my license as an agency owner, it, I, it was just like, there was no choice. Like failure was not an option. I had to get the license, right? I was still living in Chicago. I did one online. The other one I took when I got down here, um, I took that as a class, but it's like failure just was not an option for me at that point. But sometimes I see other people, whether it's, an, it's someone who works in my office, I see that they're trying. I've learned how to work with people differently, right? Um, so much so, which is what made me ask that question recently, is it talent or is it personality? Um, because in our industry, like you have to know how to talk to people. Like you have to know how to read the room without being in the room because you're on the telephone, right? Um, so there's a lot that goes into that. And I think now, like even today, you know, whether it's about me or it's about my business, you know, some of the advice that I was giving to the agent, I was like, you know, you are right now, you're looking, you're looking at your agency because you're working in it. Like, what would it look like when you start working on your agency? And what does that look like? When you start to look at the numbers different, you were giving me the numbers because of what you're doing because you're working in your agency. But when you're working on it and you look at the numbers and you look at your retention, you're going to be able to evaluate that differently. So I think it's definitely, it's definitely made me a better business person. So you may have been talking about, you may have been talking about like, you know, my soul and, you know, that type of thing, but it's definitely made me a better business person and how I look at making decisions differently. Um, and jokingly, I would say anyone who owns a, the agency or who owns an insurance agency that I, that I have, like the kind that I have, like you are fully prepared. And if you're successful at doing it, you are fully prepared doing other stuff because there's just so much thrown at you, so much thrown at you. And if you, if you live into this part of your role, your job, your business ship fully, and if you lean into it, you know, like um, I spoke to someone last week or she was, you know, uh, talking about this last week. She didn't know that you can um, use equity that you have in your business like most companies can. Right. So it definitely makes you a if you live into this and you do it fully and, 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 and at any degree of uh, success, your measure of success, I think it kind of prepares you for for anything. Oh, I love it. No. And, and you know what? 
that's 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 spot on. When you say, "Hey, how's it changed your person?" I mean, talking about how it's developed you in, in, as a businesswoman, just making you, you more powerful, more efficient, you know, more refined in, in how you organize your processes, and it's helped you to uh, parlay, you know, those skills into into other endeavors as well. So, no, I mean that's that's very appropriate. That's very appropriate. So, so what's what's the goal for you now? What, what's the dream for Kiana Stewart now? You know, I feel like, again, I, I'm living where I'm living in the days that I prayed for before. So I'm very, very grateful of that. Um, and so because I am where I am, I am truly in a moment of reflection for myself where I have to think about what the future looks like. Um, I, obviously, I've decided to expand agency pathways. I mentioned earlier, if there's an opportunity at the beginning of 2023 to, to purchase um, and to purchase another agency, I would do that. Um, and you know, as I think about, there's kind of like two directions, obviously the real estate slash construction piece is one, but there's just so many avenues when it comes to insurance, if I bring it back to that, right? Um, if you had a license and you've worked into an agency, it's definitely going to make you appreciate it more. You know, there's a lead side of, um, of insurance, right? And that's one of those things that, again, if you can do it for insurance, you can do it for any industry, you know, whether it's going to be Google ads, because if you can do that for, again, if you can do that for insurance, then, you know, once you know the nuances of another company, then you can do that for that other company as well. Um, but so I would say for me, it's a, I'm really in a reflection moment to, um, I'm definitely going to expand agency pathways. And I want to do that much like how I put the insurance agency on a process. Um, I know what that looks like and what's that's going to, what that's going to take to expand. And then, you know, what I've become fond of is, you know, finding something, putting a process to it. And it's kind of like, you know, watching my business baby grow. Um, so those two things that those two additional things that I've just named off, I have to decide where I would want my, my time to focus. Um, uh, but that's one of the things what I like about process, right? So if you set up a process and if everybody follows the process, um, then, you know, ultimately that's how you get some of your time back. Right. So I tell them in the agency, I said, you know, pretty much, I know what we should be doing at all times because, you know, we've developed this process and typically if something is, did not go the way that it should have gone, the first thing I ask is what did we do? Like, did we follow that process? Right. And more so could that process have eliminated something? Um, so also, I will say for right now, because I am in the place where I prayed for, you know, five years ago, I'm enjoying this moment. And I don't want to leave this moment so soon, right? And it's so funny because I knew you would ask me that question. And so when I mentioned that I've been thinking about this, like, you know, beginning of July, oh, okay, I got this thing. Let me make sure I fill this form out, send it back. And as we got closer, I started to think about it every day. And I knew you would ask me that question. And I just told myself, I said, these are the days that I prayed for. Yeah, so I'm awesome. not going to necessarily, you know, say that I want to go out and conquer the world. Because right now, I think for me, in order to truly be appreciative of where, of the days that I prayed for before, I need to live in this moment and enjoy this moment. So I, I am enjoying these days, these times. Um, and that's where I am right now. I'm going to continue to run my agency. I'm going to continue to be successful at that. And from a business owner perspective, right? So like if there's 
like I mentioned earlier, if there's an opportunity for 2023 for us to do some additional acquisitions, we're definitely going to do that. Going to continue to expand agency pathways. I'm not going to rush on the other two things that I said, because at the same time, I know that once I launch into those, then I will miss the fruit that I've prayed for, definitely prayed for, worked for. And I am truly enjoying this moment, truly, truly enjoying this moment. I've had, you know, other people who said, hey, I remember when you said, and they were like, look at you now. And I'm just like, you know what? Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying where I am right now. No, it's, and you should, and you should, you, you, you've earned that. So a person who's, listen, whoever hears this conversation, um, they're going to be impacted by it. I, I, I can tell you that that right off. I mean, you got you got me pumped up, you know, in this conversation right here. So, you know, what would you what would you share? Like as we as we start to to wrap up and close out, what would you share with someone who is, you know, thinking about maybe getting in this space and, and really from the 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 business of insurance from from an owner perspective because that is a that is a strategy that I don't think we talk about enough. We talk about, you know, just getting licensed and becoming an agent and kind of working, but, but you did it from the standpoint of, Hey, I'm launching a business. Someone who is, who is maybe thinking in that same direction, what, what, what kind of guidance, you know, would you, would you share with them as, as we, as we start to close out? Still say that you have to do your homework, right? So I came from corporate to where, you know, delivering on certain things and having an impact on the the, the P&L was uh, expected, you know, just because of my background. And uh, the, the agent that I talked to today was two years in. And I will say, if you're going to get into the business side of it, you still have to do your homework. You know, sometimes um, pre-pandemic, they would invite me to talk to new agents that are coming into the business. And so if they would ask me a question, my first response would always be, what's in your business plan? And I would say that because I want to know what did they think about? What did they tell themselves? What did their P&L, their, their pro forma, their projections say that they were going to do? So they would say, they would ask me a simple question is, how much should I be paying for leads? And I say, well, what did you have in your business plan? And if I tell you how much I'm paying for my lead, what is it, how, how is that going to throw off your pro forma? Like, are you still going to meet your goal? So from a business perspective, I think you still need to do your homework. Like, I think you should, you know, if you're, if you're not as astute as the next person may be when it comes to the business thing, again, you got YouTube University. Udemy is now offering business classes, right? So, you know, I started out there when I wanted to learn about Google ads, and I'm on their marketing and they sent me, hey, do you want to learn about P&L, that type of thing? I would say, so do your homework. Uh, marketing is definitely going to be very important. Um, the right money will find the right project. And so I say that to say, there's an agent in my office now, my operations manager, of like, look, if you want to open up your own agency, I will help you. Right. Like I'll walk you through that process. I said, you just got to promise me one thing. Don't worry about where the money is going to come from, because, you know, if you find the right project, if you buy the agency right and, um, you know, you also have a marketing game, then you're going to find a bank, you know, who's going to who's going to lend you the money. Um, but I think if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you have to go in it with a business mind and look at it from that perspective, right? Because I would say the first three years, that was part that was part of my problem the first three years, right? The first three years, I was quote unquote working in my agency versus working on my agency. 
Mm. And so when I started looking at it from a P&L perspective and definitely saying, okay, this is how much money we have. This is what it takes to market. This is what I'm going to be able to drive in based on that marketing strategy that I've chosen. And this is what the premium is going to be, right? And then, okay, well, you know, this is what all the bills are. This is how much cash on hand we're going to have at the, at the end of the month. Yes, I can hire someone. I don't have to be afraid of that. I know what that number looks like. And then keep in mind, I also said, according to the marketing strategy I've selected, I know what, how much premium or how many, how many policies I'm going to be able to drive in. So that is, some of that is predictable as well. And that's why you can process this out as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would just say, I would just say do homework. I mean, you know, there's opportunity with my um, captive that I work for. So, you know, Atlanta, Georgia or Georgia metropolitan area or Georgia's not metropolitan, well, Georgia is metropolitan, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, or any other, or any other states, you know, I would say some states are better than, than other states, right? I happen to happen to be in a wonderful state. Um, you know, I think Texas is a wonderful state. If I was ever, ever able to expand outside of the state of Georgia, I would definitely go to Texas first. One, it's home, it's easy. Um, it's also a great state in terms of, um, you know, other larger agencies and, you know, in terms of marketing to the state, you know, there's plenty of people in the state of Texas, right? In terms of being one of the largest states. But I would say, do your homework. For me, it started out with someone who I knew close or close close enough in terms of my uh, current agent at the time in Chicago. I was able to ask a lot of questions, kind of push me in that direction. Um, and I'm gonna do the same thing because it's been good to me, right? And then I, I came across an old coworker who was able to share some stuff with me. Um, you know, the agent that I talked to today who recently purchased a business, you know, one of the questions I asked was, did you talk to someone who was already in the industry other than the one person that you talked to, right? So when I came in, I was like, let me speak to some other agents. They may not know me. Give me 10 of them because two of them may not call me back. And then, you know, the, the other five, you know, maybe they just never pick up the phone, you know, whatever the case may be, but I definitely wanted to talk to someone. So I would say start out, um, learn everything that you need to know. And another thing that was a pivotal point for me is I, that whole saying of you are the five people that you hang around, that's important. Absolutely. Right. I mean, so you got to be around, um, you know, I went to an agent who was doing or writing the type of business that I wanted to write, told me everything that they were doing, like there, and there really was no secret sauce. There was some stuff I knew I had to find out on my own. Right. So um, I started discovered, I researched, you know, in different places, different groups, different insurance groups, and I, I didn't look back. So I would say research is going to be, research is going to be key. Wonderful. Um, okay, before we end, okay, someone wants to get, get in contact with you, if they want to talk to you about your business, if they want to ask you some questions, if they want to, if they're in the Atlanta area and they're like, hey, you know, I want to get to this business, I want to work for you, or if they need some assistance and they need to reach out to Agency Pathways. How can somebody reach out to Kiana Stewart? So if someone is in the Atlanta area and they want to work for me and my agency, the, the, the best place to do is, um, I don't know our recruitment number, but I don't have a problem giving out my, um, um, my number from a standpoint of working for the agency. So that's 678-404-1092. You can um, call me or text me on there and you know we'll set up the process. We'll get you with, we'll get you with Agency Pathways. <laughs> to go through the recruitment process. If someone is 
interested in um, working for another agency in the uh, metropolitan area, you can also reach out to Agency Pathways. Uh, the easiest email address for that is admin at agencypathways.com. Um, and, you know, we work with a lot of agents here in the metropolitan area that are looking to place candidates. Um, some for experience, if you already have a license, others, if you want to get into the industry and you don't have a license, we do have some agents uh, that are willing to work with those individuals because they're going to partner with Agency Pathways. We'll work with getting you licensed um, and getting you established in your agency. Hey, look, if, if you want to learn, if you want to know, if you want to grow, you need to call Kiana Stewart and Agency Pathways. You are Dynamite, I appreciate you so much for coming on and having this conversation. I know when we started, we were like, well, wh where are we going? But this has just been outstanding. And um, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for coming on. And for those who have listened to this conversation and ha have gleaned uh, some of this young lady's wisdom, you know, maybe you heard something that, that sparked within you that uh, you know, motivated you, that inspired you, and made you think to yourself, maybe you should get a license. Until the next time, take care. Thank you.